With the grace and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we were able to witness the Mubarak month of Ramadan. We all know and understand that every action has a reaction. So, the sole purpose that has been mentioned in the quran kareem for us to be fasting in the month of Ramadan is to acquire taqwa. Which is that by fasting in the month of Ramadan and obeying the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this Mubarak month, by the end of this month, this quality has to be in us. The quality of taqwa. So at the completion in the end of Ramadan, our requirement is, and the next question that has to come to our mind is that how am I going to keep the momentum going on after the month of Ramadan? How will I continue to be in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the month of Ramadan, after the month of Ramadan? So the month of Ramadan, we should understand it to be a special month a special bubble that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created for us. So this bubble that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created for us, it is like a shield wherein now we are away from shaitan because shaitan is chained in this month. 
So when we come into the month of Ramadan, we have entered into the bubble away from shaitan, closer to Allah. And how do we come closer to Allah in this Mubarak month? Number one, we all know we fast. Number two, we ensure that we recite the Quran Kareem. It is the month of Quran. And number three, we ensure to perform our salah with jama'ah. So these three aspects are generally given more attention to in the month of Ramadan. Hence, they lead us to taqwa. They lead us to suppressing our desires. They lead us to contentment and happiness in our heart, finding peace in our heart. So if we keep on after the month of Ramadan unto these three qualities, these three actions, we will be able to continue with the momentum of obedience even out of the month of Ramadan. So let us look at the example of each one of them and understand each one of them and how they will be how we will be able to continue this momentum after the month of Ramadan. So when we look at fasting, we are suppressing our desires from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made halal for us. So from the time of suhoot till the time of iftar, halal bottle of water, we won't take a sip from it. Halal food, we would be, we are not permitted to eat their food while we are fasting. So this serves as a lesson for us and a proof for ourselves that in the month of Ramadan, if we are able to suppress our desires from halal, then why out of the month of Ramadan should it be difficult for us to suppress our desires from haram? Whether it is haram actions, whether it is haram income, haram sustenance, whatever it may be. The disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at no cost will a person go into it. So the month of Ramadan is a month that teaches us the suppression of our desires. So out of the month of Ramadan, if a person continues to suppress his desires, shaitan is telling him to disobey Allah ta'ala, go to so and so place, forget about salah, forget about the food, don't worry whether this restaurant is certified halal or not certified halal, whether the food you're going to eat is halal or not, etc. So the importance of this is proven to ourselves in the month of Ramadan. So out of the month of Ramadan, if we continue to suppress our desires <coughs> and follow the command of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, automatically we will be able to carry on more de good deeds. Because in the hadith it appears that when a person carries out one good deed, it leads to other good deeds. And the example that is given is of sidq and truthfulness. When a person is truthful, that truthfulness will lead him to carrying out more and more good actions. And those good actions will eventually lead him to Jannah. So when a person carries out good actions, he doesn't follow his whims and fancies, then he will be able to carry on with his good deeds. And then the aspect of tilawat of the quran kareem and recitation of the quran kareem so recitation of the Qur'an Karim is the dhikr and remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. When it's the month of Ramadan, we visit the masjid, we find before salah, after salah, the musallis are running towards the shelves of the masajid, heading for the Qur'an Karim, reading one or two pages, reading one para a day, and whatever a person can manage, he will make sure to recite the Qur'an Karim. 
and the recitation of Quran Kareem, the speech with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when a person is reading the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it will bring contentment and peace to his heart. Because he is always remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by reciting the Quran Kareem. So it is our responsibility and the right of the Quran Kareem that we should recite it daily. So for example, when we look into the other hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also encourages us to recite Surah Yaseen in the morning. It takes 5 to 10 minutes to recite Surah Yaseen. In the evening, a person should recite Surah Mulk, Surah Waqi'ah, Surah Sajda, etc. So these are our daily surahs that should be recited with various virtues that have been coupled with the recitation of these surahs. Today is the day of Jumu'ah, recite Surah Dukhan, recite Surah Kahf on this day. So these are our normal portions of recitation that is the bare minimum for us to be reciting, to start with. And besides that, at least try to complete one khatam of the Quran Kareem out of the month of Ramadan as well. So one in the month of Ramadan, that is the bare minimum, and one out of the month of Ramadan, that is the bare minimum. Person recites half a page a day, one page a day. By the time the following year comes, he will be able to complete the recitation of the Quran Kareem. Or if not the entire Quran, then at least he will be able to read a significant portion of the Quran Kareem. A person should start with at least one verse, two verses of the Quran Kareem daily. Unfortunately, today, we have time to scroll and read messages, lengthy messages on our groups, on our social media platforms, the news, etc. But we are unable to give even five minutes for the tilawat of the Quran. It is said with regard to Sayyiduna Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu ta'ala an. لَوْ طَهُرَةِ الْقُلُوبِ مَا شَبِعْنَا مِنْ كَلَامِ رَبِّنَا If only our hearts were pure. Pure of what? Pure from the desires of this world. Pure from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we would have never been satiated with the recitation of the Quran al-Karim. Imam al-Shatibi rahimahullah in his famous book with regard to the various qira'at of the Quran al-Karim he mentions that the more a person recites the Quran al-Karim the more he will desire to recite even more. It is such a book that you will never get tired of reading it. That is of course if a person reads with the correct intention. A person reads with the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his heart. If it, any task, if it's taken as a burden, you will never enjoy doing that task. When a person goes out looking for a job, he looks for a job wherein he's happy to do that job. If a person is not happy to do the job, you'll find him always slacking in his job. He's not completing his tasks. He's always doing other things apart from his job. And eventually he wants to leave that place. He doesn't love doing what he's doing. So when a person loves to do something, he will do it with his whole heart. He will do it happily and he will do it over and over again. He, will, he won't get tired in doing that action. We find so many people for the past 30 to 40 years, they are busy with one type of business because they are happy to do that. And they face their good days and their bad days in that business. But they want to ensure that they will continue with the business because they love that. They have a passion for it. They are happy to do it. 
No matter what happens, we will continue with this because we are happy and pleased with it. We are happy to do these kind of things. So in the same way, when we look into the ibadat and the various forms of ibadat, if a person is happy, he's content, he has the correct intention, he will go against his desire and ensure to carry out that action. So after every fard salah, if a person has to take out two to three minutes, go to read the Quran, one page, read half a page, or even if it means after the Fajr Salah or after the Maghrib Salah, a person takes out some time to read the Quran Kareem in the Masjid if he's getting occupied in his home, then that is what a person is required to do. So constant ta'alluq and connection with the Quran Kareem. On the day of Qiyamah, one of the scenes that is mentioned in the Quran Kareem, what is going to happen? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran Kareem, وَقَالَ الرَّسُولِ يَا رَبِّ إِنَّ قَوْمِ اتَّخَذُوا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ مَهْجُوعًا Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will put one complaint in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We all beg that we should get the intercession of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the day of Qiyamah. May Allah ta'ala make us amongst those. But together with that, we should also question ourselves that are we going to be part of this complaint on the day of Qiyamah? Or do we want to save ourselves from this complaint on the day of Qiyamah? It's in the Quran Kareem. It is going to happen. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will complain to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Rabbi, O oh my Rabb, Inna qawmi attakhadu hadha al-Quran mahjura. My followers, my people, my nation have abandoned this kitab, the Quran. And what is the meaning of abandoning the Quran Kareem? Number one is that a person doesn't believe in the Quran Kareem. Alhamdulillah, Allah has blessed us with the gift of Iman that we also believe in the Quran Kareem. The other form of abandoning the Quran Kareem is that a person makes no effort whatsoever to learn the recitation of the Quran Kareem. Near time, a person is 50, 60, 70 years old, but they don't know how to read the Quran Kareem. The entire lives, effort was made on what? On secular education. Education to ensure that my life is going to be a success in the future, I will earn. He will read every book in the other languages. He will learn a new language in order to fulfill his zeal or his profession. We find so many people travel to various countries across the world. They will learn different languages in order to complete their courses. Because if you go, for example, to another country, and the main lang mainstream language is not English. They have to learn Spanish. They have to learn Arabic. They have to learn French, etc. In order to ensure that they fulfill their course. So a person makes efforts. He will spend every, uh, every cent that he has in order to ensure that the education of his child is correct. But when it comes to the recitation of the Quran Kareem, learning the Quran Kareem, then unfortunately a person finds it a burden to even pay 0.5% of the fees that he is paying in a school. I had an interaction with a certain alim in Durban. He used to teach children at his home and he used to charge 100 rand per child to teach maktab. So on one occasion, one parent came to him and he said, look, this month you only taught 15 days and 15 days was holiday. I'm going to only pay you 50 rand. And in the school, He's paying up to 5,000 rand a month, 10,000 rand a, uh, uh, per term. But he's unable to fulfill that 100 rand for one month. And he's depriving his child from reciting and learning the Quran. So that is also part of the abandoning of the Quran.
And then a person who knows how to read the Quran, Allah has given him the ability to read the Quran Kareem. He doesn't read the Quran Kareem. He has no time for the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is also abandoning the Quran Kareem. And then those who read the Quran Kareem, are they reciting it correctly or are they reciting it incorrectly? A person learns to recite the Quran Kareem, but he does not follow the rules of Tajweed, the rules of articulating each letter correctly. And those that are involved in this field of learning, and then now they know how to read the Quran Kareem correctly. The next level for them is to start understanding the Quran Kareem. What is the message given to me by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He leaves that out, he discards it, he makes no effort in it. <clears throat> and then those that know the Quran Kareem, that know what is the message that is given in the Quran Kareem, those that learn the various lessons from the Quran Kareem, and they do not practice upon those lessons that is also abandoning the Quran Kareem. So there are these various forms and levels of abandoning the Quran Kareem. So a person should make an effort to ensure that the teaching, learning of the Quran Kareem is part of his life, part of the life of his children. Because this is what is going to help a person in reality. So our connection and ta'alluq with the Quran Kareem should be at its best even out of the month of Ramadan. That will keep us going, that will bring contentment to our heart, peace to our heart. So not leave the Quran Kareem only for the month of Ramadan. So that is the second aspect. In regard to the first aspect, we mentioned about fasting and suppressing our desires. Out of the month of Ramadan, there are various sunnah fasts as well. The Monday and Thursday fast, fasting three days every month in the ayyam will be the white days, 13, 14 and 15th of every Islamic month. These are also sunnah and nafil fast that a person can keep. At least a person should keep it once in his lifetime. The ayyam will be 13, 14th and 15th. To have ensured practice upon the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And also, with a few days remaining in this Mubarak month of Shawwal, the sixth month of Shawwal as well, many may have completed them, many have not started, many have not done it in their lives before. So with these few days that are remaining, we can complete six fasts for this month of Shawwal, which are also sunnah fasts. Emphasize in the ahadith by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that will keep us going with that momentum of obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even out of the month of Ramadan. And the third thing is about our salah. Like I mentioned that these are the three aspects that a person would give a lot of devotion to in the month of Ramadan. Fasting, tilawat of Quran and number three is our salah. We find that a person who doesn't visit the masjid out of the month of Ramadan, in the month of Ramadan, he may be the first one in every salah. And he may be the last one to leave after every salah. But when? Only in the month of Ramadan. He will ensure to perform his sunan and nawafil in the month of Ramadan. He will perform his tarawih with jama'ah. But out of the month of Ramadan, he doesn't know where the masjid is. Unfortunately, he loses his map. In the ahadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned that a person whose heart is attached to the masjid, on the day of Qiyamah, he will be under the arsh, under the shade of the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we look out at the weather, we say it's very hot, we can't manage to stand in the heat, we will come indoors, after a while you start feeling hot again, say right, put on the fan, put on the AC, but on the day of Qiyamah, 
the sun will be one mile away from our heads. A person will be sweating up to his ankle, a person will be drowning in his own sweat up to his ankle. Some till their knees, some till their waist, some till their chest, some will fully be drowned in their own sweat. So how do we save ourselves from this condition on the day of Qiyamah? Connect our hearts to the masjid. Ensure to perform all our salah with jama'ah in the masjid. A person who performs his wudu correctly, the sunnah way of performing wudu at his home, and then he leaves his home to come for a fard salah, for a fard prayer, then he will get the reward of an accepted hajj. The reward of an accepted hajj. The hajj season is coming up. Many of us are waiting for our name to come on to that list so that we can also go for hajj. Many of us cannot afford it because of the prices, the visa issues, etc. But every day Allah has given us an opportunity and a chance to receive the reward of an entire accepted hajj. That we perform wudu correctly at home. And then we come to the masjid for fard salah. Five times a day you will get the reward of five accepted hajj every single day. Why should we miss out on this? On the day of Jumu'ah, a person who comes early to the masjid, he performs a ghusl before coming to the masjid. He does not disturb anybody in the masjid. He listens carefully to the khutbah. He listens carefully to the imam. He performs his salah well. That person will also receive the reward of an accepted hajj. So we're getting this opportunity five times a day. Every Jumu'ah we're getting this opportunity to get the rewards of an entire accepted hajj. And what is the reward of hajj? That a person who performs hajj correctly, he does not get involved in, in wrong actions during, during his hajj and during his pilgrimage. He does not use bad speech and utter bad words during his hajj. And he does not defy the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during the hajj. Then he will return home. In what condition? In the condition that he was when he came out from the stomach of his mother. Meaning, all of his sins will be forgiven, major and minor, all will be forgiven. So we are all looking for opportunities wherein we can turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wherein we can make our ways correct and amend our affairs with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Each salah is calling us towards this. Each salah is a means for us and our sins to be forgiven. So let us take this opportunity to connect our hearts and keep our hearts connected to the masajid throughout our lives. So three important things or three important points, three important actions that we always carry out in the month of Ramadan that keeps us in this bubble of obedience that if we carry it out even out of the month of Ramadan and continue doing it then our momentum will remain and we will remain in the, in, in, in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the rest of our lives the first we mentioned was fasting we suppress our desires for halal why can we not suppress our desires for haram try to fast the sunnah fast on Monday and Thursday the ayamul bid the remainder of Shawwal, the six fasts, and then the tilawat of the Quran Kareem. Make it a habit of reciting Surah Yaseen in the morning, the Sunnah Surahs, Mustahab Surahs to be recited in the evening. On the day of Jumu'ah, Surah Al-Kahf, Surah Dukhan to be recited, and our daily portion of recitation as well. And lastly, to keep connected to the Masjid and ensure to perform our Salah with Jama'ah. 
to ensure that we attend the masjid for all five salats. And if for any reason a person does not get the jama'ah as well, Rasulullah said he will also receive the full reward of performing salah with jama'ah because of his sincere intention that he will perform his salah with jama'ah. That was his intention. So let us all make this intention and let us all try to keep up to these three aspects for the rest of our lives as well. Insha'Allah wa akhir da'wana Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Ashhadu an la ilaha Anwan Muhammad Rasulullah Alhamdulillah, <laughs> إن في خلق السماوات والأرض واختلاف الليل والنهار والفلك التي تجري في البحر بما ينفع الناس وما أنزل الله وما أنزل الله من السماء ما ينفعها بالأرض بعد موتها وبث فيها من كل دابة وتسري في الرياح والسحاب المسخر بين السماء والأرض لآية لقوم يعقلون ومن الناس من يتخذ من دون الله أندادا يحبونك وحب الله والذين آمنوا وشدوا حبا لله ولو يرى الذين ظلموا يذرون العذاب أن الغوث إله جميعا وأن الله سجل شديد العذاب وقال تعالى قل إن كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يبيبكم الله ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم والله غفور رحيم قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أحب الأعمال إلى الله يأذمها وإن قل قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الكيس من دار نفسه وعلم من لما بعد الموت والعجز من اتبع نفسه وتمنى على الله بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بلايته وذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائد المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا 
من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده ولا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك عميد مجيد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأسقوا محيا بن عثمان وأغضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة النساء أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدة شباب أهل الجنة وحمزة وأسر الله وأسر رسوله اللهم اغفر للعباس ووالده مغفرة ظاهرة وباسة الله تغادر ذنبا رضوان الله تعالى عليهم أجمعين الله الله في أصحابه لا تتخذهم غرضا من بعدي ومن أحبهم فبحبه أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فبغضه أبغضهم خير أمتي غرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار أدعوك الله أدعوك بأسماء الحسنى ما علمنا منه وما لم نعلم أن تغفر لنا وترحمنا وتبيد أقدامنا ونصنع لكم الكافرين وتقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم أدنا وأدمنا وجعلنا سببا لمن يددا إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي الغربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون Make sure to subscribe, fill in the gaps, and to the shoulder. حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فادى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثان أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنب ولشق الذي يسل النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين نمت عليهم قيد المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين
قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربي فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الحمد لله رب العالمين والعقبة للمتقين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم إنا على ذكرك وشكرك وسيبادتك اللهم لا مانع لما أعطيت ولا موت لما منعت ولا رواد لما قضيت ولا إن فوتت لدي منك الجد إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا أتنا في الدنيا أحسنة وفي الأرض أحسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم رب رحمهما كما ربنا سهورا اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة الفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار اللهم إنا نسألك من خلال ما سألك من نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما سعدك من نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم انت السلام ومنك السلام وبارك ربنا وتعالى تجاهل والاكرام سمعنا وتعالى غفرانك ربنا وليك المصير في رحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين